In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. We've got a fugitive on the run in our first reading from the first book of Kings. In the chapter prior to our passage, Elijah had a showdown with 450 prophets of a false god named Baal. When he proves that their god is false, Elijah kills all of them so that they don't spread the false worship any further. Well, the king and queen get wind of how Elijah killed all of these prophets, and they want him dead, since the prophets of Baal spoke in the king and queen's favor. In fact, the queen, Jezebel, sends a messenger to Elijah telling him that he's a wanted man, which is somewhat comical, because if Jezebel really wanted Elijah dead from the start, why didn't she just send someone to kill him rather than a messenger? Anyway, Elijah flees from the place of the showdown with the prophets, which had been in the north of Israel, and travels all the way, the length of the promised land, down to Beersheba at the southern part of Judah. Beersheba was kind of like the launching point for anyone who wanted to journey out into the wilderness. It was sort of like Ellis Island in reverse. If anyone wanted to leave the country southward into the desert, he or she would go through Beersheba on the way out. This is where our first reading picks up. Elijah leaves Beersheba and goes just a single day into the desert, but is so exhausted from his journey, and from being a prophet in general, that he sits under a small shrub and prays to die. This is enough, O Lord, he says. But then an angel comes to visit him, and uses a play on words with Elijah's cry of enough. The angel says, get up and eat, else the journey will be more than enough for you, although the translation used at Mass uses different words. Nourished by this heavenly visitor, Elijah completes his journey and arrives at the mountain of God Horeb, which is another name for Mount Sinai. We continue in Paul's letter to the Ephesians for our second reading this weekend. Here, Paul provides a list of vices and virtues, all with a focus towards achieving communal harmony. He also uses the concept of a seal, which we've talked about before on this program. He says that the believers have been sealed with the Spirit, and that anything that causes disunity among the body of believers grieves this Holy Spirit. Our Gospel passage progresses through John's sixth chapter in the Bread of Life discourse. It begins by telling us that the Jews murmured about Jesus, and this Greek word for murmur is the same word that was used for when the Israelites murmured against Moses and God in the desert, when the Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek. You'll remember that last weekend's excerpt had parallels between Moses and the manna and Jesus and the living bread. And those parallels between Moses and Jesus continue here as the crowd murmurs against Jesus. After mentioning the murmuring, we see the crowd question how Jesus can claim that he came down from heaven since they knew his father and mother. Remember that we're dealing with a society very heavily concerned with lineage and family of origin. They're saying, look, if we know Jesus is from Joseph, how can he also be from the sky, from heaven? That doesn't make sense, they say. Later on, Jesus mentions a verse from the prophets. They shall all be taught by God. Although Jeremiah also mentions something similar, the verse Jesus gives here is taken from the second album of our old friend Isaiah the Rapper, the album of Isaiah 40-55, to which was written during the exile. There, Isaiah was showing Israel that God would redeem his people and bring them back such that they could even hope to be taught by him in the future. Jesus is showing how Isaiah's words have been made true. Jesus also says that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him. 
And this idea of being drawn was used by rabbis to describe being drawn by the Torah. At the time of Jesus, rabbis spoke of how the Jewish law drew people in. And yet Jesus is showing how he is the fulfillment of the Torah by drawing people to himself. Later on in John's Gospel, he'll use this same language of drawing a second time. He says, And when I am lifted up from the earth, I shall draw all men to myself. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.